One thing I wanted to say is, is Sagan, is somebody going to punch Sagan at some point soon? I feel like Sagan's losing friends in the peloton. Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 89 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey, Bodie, this is the T-Bone. And this is MC Sir Cheerio. That's right, MC Sir Cheerio uh, just uh, spun on the wheels of steel last week at the Punch Train Beach Summer Series. Matt, thank you very much. Double dipping, spinning the, doing the wheels of steel and calling the race. Yeah. Matt, and I have to say, you did a fantastic job. Well, I, I thought I'd kind of got it by the last race. But uh, I don't think the uh, the first one was really hard. I didn't know who anybody was, and there's like three fields all in there all at the same time. And there was a lot of people out on course. I didn't do a very good job on the first one. But by the time it was the last race, and there's only like ten guys there, I thought I thought I'd got it down. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier when there's a small amount of people. And yeah, that first race is kind of it's not a shit show. It's good. It happens. But yeah, it is. It is there's a, uh, a mix of abilities and uh, classes out there. So it is a, a bit of a mess. You had the Lachlan Morton gag going with the kid that was wearing the, the EF shirt. That was a good one. Yeah. So, and an Alex Howes one with our friend uh, Dr. Kaifer. I was going to say, there's, there's actually two EF uh, jerseys running around at the race yesterday and in New Orleans now. Um, yeah. So I guess um, these people are following along with uh, Kaylee Frett's uh, mantra to make pro kit cool again. Mm. Do you guys have any pro kit in your closets currently? Current pro kit or? No, currently, do you own any pro kit? Yes. I don't. What do you have, Matt? Uh, I have a Lavi Claire kit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think a... Archival pro. Yeah. And, and I think that makes it, that was one of some buzz on the internet was that... Uh, Current pro kit is hard to make cool, but older pro kit is is cool to ride. I mm. guess cool as in like not cool looking, but like a cool thing to do to wear it. Yeah, um, I think that you know, and maybe we'll segue back to this at some point if we if we start talking about Rafa and EF at all. But I think Rafa and EF are are, are definitely going out of their way to try to make it legit to wear that kit. Wait, should we have a tailored talk? Ooh, sartorial. Mm. Sure. Section, a sartorial section of the podcast. We, I mean, we yeah. do. It's trash or panache. Yeah. But yeah. well, I guess is it trash or is it panache to wear a current pro kit? Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of segue off of what I was just saying and and say that like if you'd have asked me that question uh, six months ago, I would have said trash. Mm. But you know, I honestly think that uh, Rafa and EF are are making it panache. Yeah, actually, oh, you know what? I do have a current pro kit. I have a Uskadel, uh, Uskadel, Uskadi, whatever um, uh, kit, an uh, orange one, orange jersey. Haven't seen you wear it. I haven't worn it yet. See, I'm Chuck, I've seen Chuck Bell wearing that Chuck orange Uskadi yeah, kit. He, 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 uh, he gave me one as well. And uh, I'm, I'm, it's a little snug uh, on me right now, so uh, I'm going to save that for, uh, for once I'm back in shape. Well, I mean, so they're pro Conti now, right? I think that may be. They may even be just a Conti team. I yeah, they're but they're, they're certainly team. not UCI any longer. So that that I think it's not World Tour. Yeah, not yeah. World Tour. Excuse me, I didn't mean UCI. I meant yeah. World Tour. So yeah, I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Current World Tour teams, I'm still not, I don't know. I'm uh, not crazy. I think it's okay for kids to wear them. I don't know about it for, if, it, if it is for grown-ups. I like that. I think kid, kids is cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I'm I'm more on the retro is cool older you know like if you would have bust out a um, Tinkoff Saxo camo kit <laughs> that would be cool. I mean yeah. it would be trash because that kit is trash. Oh yeah, but I mean but you'd if, be. Don't we know? I think we know somebody who if has. If you were to bust out a current Peter Sagan uh, Slovakian Champions kit, then mm. I think it's kind of trash. Although I did see some GIF of Peter Sagan walking next to someone wearing. His kit. Nice. At a bike race. Yeah. And I think he gave him the thumbs up. Well, it's interesting because this is a conversation that I actually had on Instagram or Twitter with Larry Warbass when he won the the USA national champs. Yeah. And I love that kit. That was a super, super sweet when he yes. was when he was racing for um uh, Aqua Blue. Aqua Blue. Yep. Their treatment of the, the USA uh, champs kit was super nice and they put that kit up for general sale and um and and i was on the fence about it and i got larry warbass's endorsement he mm. said you should get it of course he was trying to sell it i guess for his team right but, but a bunch of people also jumped on that same thread and said no it's com- total trash to wear uh, to wear somebody else's national champs kit hey if the man himself said it's okay it's okay right he was just trying to save his team <laughs> yeah that's true one one kid at a time Hey guys, well, you know, how about this segue here? Let, mm. it's talking about a past U.S. Uh, national champ, yeah, I figured let's jump right into U.S. amateur uh, road and crit and time trial nats. Yes, yeah. that Absolutely. was the the once and future champ, uh, Justin Williams, right? Yeah, in yeah. the crit, yeah, in the men's crit, once again, yeah, once again, yeah. So this weekend was the amateur nats, which uh, is kind of confusing sometimes because sometimes you'll see a a uh, fairly big race and there'll be two uh people who are wearing the stars and stripes and one of them is a professional national champion and the other is the amateur so and somebody's still going to have to explain the difference there to me i just it, it confuses well, me well so here i'll tell it to you right now so basically it's, it's cat one uh if you are on a uci registered team mm. that would be i guess uci conti or higher mm-hmm. yeah then you are pro. not eligible yeah you're pro yeah. You're not eligible for the amateur net, right? But 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 you may not be making pro money, but you'd be pro because you're on that on the UCI team of that level. Okay, but but in the, the the USA Crit series, they refer to that as the are those is Tom Gibbons when he races USA Crits? Is he racing as a pro or he's racing as a Cat One? He's racing as a Cat One. Okay, yeah, I don't even think that automatic racing is even a domestic elite team. I don't know. They, they had to fill us in on that detail. All right. So your membership and when you join USA Crits, that has nothing to do with whether no, you no, are that, a... No, no. That D1 designation is, is mm. strictly for USA Crits only. It has nothing to do with um, UCI or USAC uh, guidelines. Okay. Well, pardon pardon that uh, so, pardon well, that no, diversion. I think a lot of people have that question, except I also learned this weekend that if you want to go race in the elite, the amateur national championships, and you want to compete in the time trial, mm-hmm. no category restriction. Most everything this weekend is Cat One, um, but less time trial, you can be a Cat Five. Huh. Okay. So, um, any of our friends out there who would like to try and uh, win a Stars and Stripes jersey, and you're not Cat One, you can do it in the time trial. 
And they have age groups as well, right? In so, the amateur. So they do for juniors age groups. Right. There's no masters. No, because that's a separate chance to right. win a... It's a whole separate event. There's, yeah, Masters. Masters Road is coming up in just a couple weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so let's... let's I'm not going. No. No? no. I, we'll probably know a few people. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so leading off was the time trial, and w- what was notable, or what I found interesting, was that uh, Corey Lockwood won that. He was the... He won last year. Mm-hmm. And he won again this year. Uh, we know Corey Lockwood from winning Redlands on the last day um, when he got in that break with Quinn Simmons. Yes, who ended up winning that crit that last stage, but uh, Lockwood took the overall lead. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he is one of those you know diesely time trial types. Um, big news, kind of before uh, the race this weekend, was that Corey Lockwood was picked up by Legion of LA, and. And also, well, he got himself in a little bit of hot water before that, didn't he? he With did. the Cascade Cycling Classic. Yeah, so that was a couple of weeks before that. He got DQ'd. Oh, is this the brake check incident? The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this whole thing is like, I'm, I, we didn't get to talk about it, and so I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, so at Cascade, he was accused and uh, proven to intentionally cause a crash uh, at, uh, in the race when, I guess... Pretty much the the break was up the road, um, and everybody in the group that he was in had someone in in the break, mm-hmm. and no one was going to chase. And he got frustrated, and apparently hit the brakes and caused a crash. wasn't in the brakes, so he decided to hit the brakes. Yeah, on a and- climb, right? So it was a it was kind of a it was a low speed thing, and I guess. But kind of a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. To intentionally, you know, cause physical damage and and cycle. I don't know, just. I guess, you know, sprinting can get it argy-bargy, and we'll talk about, you know, what Sagan did to Deggy later, but, mm. you know, I think Avolo was a team that he had protested, and, and it was, you know, they whatever the UCI does to figure this out, and, and they DQ'd him. And so he's been riding for this team called Semper Poro, which is interesting because it's, it's not a team that's sort of named after a sponsor, really. It's like this one guy who is a coach, and then also started a team, and he does bike fits. And uh, interesting situation, a guy that used to race in Lambra, Joey Bakla, is actually on that team and was one of teammates of Corey Lockwood when he ran Redlands. Anyway, so I saw on Instagram when um, Legion said they picked up uh, Corey, mm-hmm. a lot of people were commenting about this lifetime contract. Like, how do they get him? How do they get Corey out of the lifetime contract with Sepaporo? And I was like, what is like, what does that mean? Like, what is this lifetime contract? How do you have a lifetime contract? And I went to this guy's website. Yeah. And apparently, if you are on, uh, you want to be coached by him in the pro path category, you sign a lifetime contract. Huh. Which lifetime coaching contract or racing contract <laughs> or. It's this un- sounds a bit G- Gianni Savio, though. Is it like he's like hoping to like build these people up and then he'll get those contracts bought out and that's how you I can keep it going? I don't know. Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I am a lawyer, but I, I'm not that kind of a lawyer, <laughs> and so I can't offer any real in-depth legal analysis of, of a lifetime contract, but I can't imagine that there's anything that could ever be particularly binding about a lifetime contract. Yeah. And it just is it, it, it. Every contract is capable of being. 
it seems like being reneged. Right. It seems like contracts are made to be broken. That's right. right. That's, I mean, you sign them so you can break them later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, that was such an interesting piece of like domestic U.S. domestic racing, um, stuff I want to discuss. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, look, he, he, he won a, uh, national championship for Legion and then he put in a lot of work in the crit. Um, and let's just go to the crit and cause you know, our friend Thomas Gibbons automatic mm-hmm. racing got third in the crit. Yep. Um, but it sounds like he had, I mean, Thomas kind of talked down his result and was, I don't think he was too happy. I mean, obviously he, he wants to go to win. You know, we, we hope that he wins, but I mean, Justin Williams is, is on fire right now. And, uh, yep. I, I gotta say, you and also has a big team there. Yeah. He, he has a big team now. He's got this strength. And so like, also, I kind of feel like there is there is that that the idea of the the momentum like like he's kind of got like Justin Williams is like in the zeitgeist right now you know like he's got this like whole like attention behind him and he's got these sponsors and support and I I I bet I, that has to propel you forward in yeah. some way yeah. right I mean he's really like cool he's like Tom Brady and the New England Patriots if Tom Brady and the New England Patriots were cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, you know, it wasn't long ago Specialized put out a thing for him, you know, on him and stuff. And I just saw Rafa have a movie out right now. That's right. On him as well. So it's like, there's, you know, a lot of big industry firepower behind uh, behind him. And apparently know. he's just on top form right now. I mean, yeah. Gibbon yeah. said to us in, the, in a message that he sent us, he said, look, you know, I was in a bad position coming out of the third corner. I, I, I could have been better. But he's, he basically said the best I was going to be on that day was second yeah. because, you know, Williams just had he's it. He's so strong and, yeah, right now. He's yeah. just super strong. And, I mean, he, he did he did win it by – I mean, it wasn't live streamed, so we were getting some tweets and then sort of piecing together from the Instagram photos from after. Um, and, and Bruce Buckley published – your friend Bruce Buckley yeah. published some photos on Facebook that were really good. And there were a few uh, very they, short – clips going across the finish line yeah. and, well, stuff like yeah, that. and he, he was mentioned that that was uh bill shiken of cx hairs was yep. doing all the live tweeting yeah did a great job of, of at least you know there was no live stream but it kept us up to date and bruce buckley yeah was doing the photos mm-hmm. um and yeah so he did uh, uh they, he did share sprint line uh finish line like videos of the sprints which is cool to see and yeah he had a big gap and he had that wrapped up and um you know just to kind of to sound like though that the race Thomas got, actually got himself in a break. About a um, five-man break or so, four or five-man break. like that. And they actually had like a 20-second gap for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was congratulating Tom or saying, hey, man, like, you know, look, you you, you got in a break that was, was dangerous enough that Legion had to burn like three guys to like keep it in check and bring it close. close apparently, apparently Justin Williams himself had to do a good bit of work to, to close it down well, I guess he, as well, according across. to Lauren. He jumped yeah. across to yeah. it just before they got like absorbed, right? Yeah, right. so yeah. I mean, he, he was going at like he was in the move and Justin Williams, you know, went to get in that move and, and brought it back and then and then I guess Lockwood went to the front and strung it out. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, I, I don't know, you know, Tom's been riding pretty damn consistent this year. You look yeah. at his results, it's... Not a lot of results out of tenth, you know, lower than tenth place. I mean, speaking of which, he was tenth in the road race as yeah. well, uh, just behind Brian Mutel. Yeah, give a shout out to Brian Mutel, uh, yeah. former Lambra racer, riding for the Fourth Dimension team, who got yeah ninth in the road race, a strong finish. And Sam LeBlanc got sixteenth, nineteenth, nineteenth in the road race. Yep, 
Yeah, I mean, great, great stuff, guys. Uh, yeah. Happy to see that when uh, our friends do well. Um, I going back to Legion of LA and Justin Williams. You know, he's won the uh, the the crit champ two years in a row. His his little brother is on the team, Corey Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, uh, like, you know, when when is his chance? How how does how does that brother brother rivalry work out? Like, is he like is like all right? I got two now. All right, Corey, it's it's your turn next year. Or, I'm just curious. I feel like I maybe saw a few hints of that on Instagram. Or is he the Antonio to his Vincenzo? Uh, I don't know. I no, mean, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Corey. I mean, Corey is you know his Instagram handle is number one nation's number one beast. So I mean, I think he's 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 pretty damn strong in his own right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this I, is not a Urage Peter Sagan uh, <laughs> brotherhood. <laughs> no, no. It's hey, a, national champion, yeah. former national champion. Uh, yeah. Urage Sagan. It'd be fun to watch that whole uh, that story play out. Speaking of Bruce Buckley and his photos, did you see the photo of Corey and Justin, the the two of them? Yeah, yeah, great photo. I yeah, mean, no, some really good photos. Really, um, really, really good photo, Bruce. and a great photo of of Tom and uh, and Justin Williams. Yeah, yeah. I guess at the at the call start, up start yep. line. Yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff, yeah. man. I just want to go through a couple other um, results in at Amnats. Um, so. In the road race, mm. um, a team swept the podium. Yeah. First internet bank um, went one through three, which is kind of crazy. Like, you know, we asked Tom, like, how in the world did one team sweep the podium? And he didn't really quite have an answer as like, why exactly, like how the other teams. They got in the break, right? And there was a small, fairly small break um, yeah. uh, that got a decent gap. I think they got over two minutes at, at one point during it but uh i've have you i've never heard of this team i've heard of them they've they've been around um they did some pretty serious smack talking after that after that podium sweep too i saw yeah a little bit of like sort of you know to ping off of what matt was saying kind of like you know yeah you've never heard of us you know you've heard of us now and just kind of uh yeah you know like they, but they have been around, and they've got some results, and yeah, they're Stephen sort of Bassett like one Winston Salem. Yeah, sort of like you know, biggest little team. I mean, it was I, I shouldn't say smack talk. It was more kind of like you know, biggest little team you've never heard of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, also I guess he, Stephen Bassett won uh, Joe Martin. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. First Big internet has been around. I did okay. Are they based out of like Arkansas or that way? Or? No, I'm wondering if they came out of the old silver team that dissolved last year because I think they're a new because t- Stephen Bassett rode for silver last year. Um. Anyway, so yeah, and so in the in junior road race, we mm-hmm. had the sort of junior development team Lux Specialized Sideshow. Went one through four in their road race, and wow. fellow or Lambert rider Logan McLean, who we talked about winning the Tour de La last mm-hmm. uh, last episode, got third. So another sweep in in in, in the podium. Interesting to see. Uh, but congratulations to uh, Logan on that one. Yeah, well, there are not a lot of dominant junior teams, and Lux certainly is kind of kind the, of the, the dominant force amongst team of, of that weekend. Yeah, yeah for the juniors. Yeah. Uh, Megan Japstrab uh, won the road race in her age group, um, who we've talked about before, the little young phenom on rally. Mm-hmm. Pointed out Katie Klaus, the second cross uh, up and comer. She got still second. a junior, right? Still a junior. This is the 17th to 18th uh, age group. And just a side note, Katie Klaus going to Cannondale next year for second cross. I saw that. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. she's won 25 national championships 
mostly junior national championships, but she is the the reigning U23 cyclocross champion even as a junior. Um, she won that uh, in Louisville last year. We saw that race, and uh, and yeah, I mean, does that mean she's going to be? I mean, she's going to be racing uh, with Katie Keogh? Uh Is she going to be? going to do a, I know Katie Keogh I think in other news we heard she was going to be going to do a full European calendar next year is Katie Klaus going to be over there doing that with her is she going to be doing the World Cups I don't know I, I assume no that she'll probably do more focus on states maybe but who knows I mean we'll see what Canada wants to do yeah Um. so we had so that was the road race we got some crit results Megan Jaskrab wins the crit so she wins the road and crit uh Patton sims 10th in the u23 race um that was won by a bolo's michael hernandez uh pretty cool to see uh quinn simmons who we've talked about before he won the crit the 17 to 18 year old uh, a kid who won redlands just kind of a phenom right now um yeah i don't know just it was a fun weekend of racing to follow along on twitter this is what you know we will have the pro championships will be live streamed, yeah. um, but I think they did a pretty good job with the tweeting. I think Bill did a pretty good job of trying to keep us up to date, at least be engaging so you can follow along. And you're not just getting results, and that's a fairly, it's a pretty cheap way to uh, tell the story of the race. So yeah, and him. it's not easy either. I no. mean, it's pretty tough to do that. And so kudos to him for 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 doing that in a way that that still makes it engaging well it's smart of uh usac to hire them to get someone to do that i mean yeah. that, that's important well so uh pronats will be i don't know when they're they're coming up soon i think next weekend yeah it's usually weekend before i mean there's gonna be a lot of national champs coming up uh, because the tour is almost here that's right that's a good segue to some professional road racing we have some Stuff going on in Europe, a couple stage races going up that are sort of the precursors, the form builders, the form showers Yeah. Um, for Tour de France. We talked about Cartier Dauphine, the Dauphine, the Dauphine, the Dolphin last week. Mostly mostly in, in, in as it relates to, well, Van Aert's uh, well, surprising, surprising wins, but we didn't cover the overall in that, well, we talked which about, hadn't ended. We talked about Wout, he won the TT. He won a sprint stage the following day, and Wout won the final stage, mountain stage yeah. as Diff- well. Different Wout. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Wout Vanderpool. Wout, yeah. <laughs> Wout Vanderpools. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, you know, Chris Froome crashing out in a pretty horrific way was kind of the other big story. Wait, I have a question for you guys. Mm. If you took Wout Van Aert yeah. and you combined him with Wout Poles, yes. and he became Wout Vanderpoels, yeah. could he beat Matthew Vanderpoel? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly uphill, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I think I think Alec is it Alec Dowsett who's on Twitter who's having a lot of fun with the yeah. Wouts and the poles and the. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was I thought that was original. Yeah. No, no it's not, we're not original here. <laughs> but um, of course, you know, like so. Okay, Froome's going to be out for we think six months, maybe even more. You know. Uh, and everything, and then uh, of course the overall uh, was was the other the other. Well, no, the other thing was uh, Adam Yates dropped out as well. Adam Yates, yeah, in second place, dropped out on the last stage. Yeah, uh, very surprising. Michael Woods also dropped out, so mm. that the, the the second to last stage was a super rainy, stormy stage, and seemed like it kind of took a lot of people out. Yeah, uh, maybe just some some little bugs. Um, apparently. 
uh, eating cow shit when it rains. Yeah. The splash up from the road. Um, oh, I've been there. Yeah. So I think people just kind of wanted to play it safe. But, I mean, it's got to be tough to be in second place and then bow out of the race. Right. Um, but he had already lost the lead on stage, on the, on the queen stage, right, to mm. Jakob Fulsang. Yep. Who, who went on to win the overall. Win the overall. Which yeah. is interesting because he did that two years ago, but he won on the, the very last stage, right? He took the win from, was it Nibali? Uh, Richie Port. He Richie took it from Port. Richie he took Port. it from Richie Port. So, so that there was some like that. That was the year that uh, I forget who was the other GC leader on Fuglesang, but they went into the tour and uh, maybe it was Aru, uh, maybe or was it Nibali when he was on Astana still? Mm. No, it must have been Aru. Anyway, but that was the they were like, oh well, now that I've won uh, Criterium de Dauphiné, like I'm. Oh, I think I also should be a leader. That's at, right. I remember that. And everybody that's was sort right. of like, ha, ha, ha. And now it looks like this year he's well, going to be the leader going into the so, tour. Well, what do you guys think? Like, do you think, what are Fuglesang's chances? I mean, he has a phenomenal year. He won Lee's Best All in the Age. Yeah. He's been up, got a million seconds uh, yeah. behind Philippe, And he won Criterium de Dauphiné. I mean, do you think he can put it together for three weeks? Uh, maybe. He's not the sort of climber. I don't think that really is gonna gonna survive well in the in the big mountains. I I, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to say yes. Um, but I mean, he's a pretty strong time trialist. Uh, he's obviously having a hell of a season. So who knows? I mean, it's it's interesting. Well, we can. I mean, you know. Okay, let me ask you this: Would you put him on your fantasy squad? I think I probably. I think I I might do. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. think he can win the over. I don't think he. Can, I don't think he can compete for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is I, I, he's he maybe he's a bit sort of of a Tom Dumoulin sort of character, like a guy that's sort of rounding into more of a GC contender at uh, you know, and as his career goes on. Well, what's odd is because he used to be that you know was this potential GC contender, and then it was like, oh, well, maybe he's a one day guy now because with his Liège win and. His second places at uh, you know a bunch of you know behind Alaphilippe at, at a bunch of the other spring classics, so who knows? I mean, who knows? Hey, a lot of people wouldn't have thought Garen Thomas was going to win it last year. Um, mm. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, let's let's segue over well, to the I'll, Tour I'll de Suisse. Fuglesang wins the stage and wears the yellow jersey in the first week, but then loses it. Maybe I don't know. First week. Planche, Planche de Belfi. I don't know if that's his kind of climb. Okay. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. Right. First week. Well, might see, not, Matt's, might not an, Matt's analyzed this quite a bit more than, <laughs> okay. than, than yeah, you I have. Just, I just, yeah. <laughs> Bode, you were shooting from the hip, and Matt was, from the hip, yeah. Matt was uh, shooting from the brain there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, um, well, let's move on to the other uh, stage race, the Tour de Suisse. Yeah. And so, we're just, we're just Ineos really just cannot keep a GC rider rubber side up. Or can they? Yeah, well, Bernal. Because, the, yeah, I mean, it seems like Bernal did a pretty good job uh, as backup in that race. Yeah, but Bernal did crash out before the Giro. Remember that? He did crash out before the Giro, yeah. But, you know, uh, I have a theory about this. Okay. Let's hear it. They're all too skinny. This, and then when they fall, <laughs> they just break all their bones. They don't have enough skin and, like, fat to, like, protect their bones. Yeah. Well, well I mean, that, that, there is something to that, actually. I think, that's, I think that's maybe more than just a theory. I think there's definitely something to that and also the fact that 
guys like Adam Yates or whoever are going to get sick more often because that yeah I mean they, these guys are right on the limit yeah they, they don't have any fat they're just yeah I mean their 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 body doesn't have any reserves to when they do get sick they're going to get sick all right well let's let's do, do a couple sort of conclusions or or hot takes or mm. bullet points from the Tour de Suisse um, who okay wants I to got start it. Sagan Go. looking good Sagan heard you say that Wout was going to win the green jersey and he was like Townsend. Watch this. Let me lead the GC. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> he he absolutely had he, he had a big big sprint win. Uh, did he have two? Did he have two? He had two. He had two wins. I also got like fourth in the time trial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting time trial in the Tour de Suisse. I mean, we could do a whole episode just on how wacky that was and the topsy turvy <laughs> the results were and stuff. I mean, it's just nuts. Well, there were two TTs, weren't there? There was the oh, that's right. It was like a prologue one, yeah. A, the shorter one, and then there was the but the, the longer t- one, yeah, was just really just. Sort I of didn't watch it. Why? Except oh. for the clip of Bernal. Bernal getting sideways and yeah, uh, yeah. and of not your expected time trial winner. Either. Eve Lampert winning yeah. the time trial, yeah. followed by Casper Askren. Yeah, was in second place. His teammate. Yeah, not two guys that you would say are notable TTers. I think Green Ass has shown himself to have many talents. That seems to be pretty good at everything, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he really does. He can climb, he can sprint. Yeah. And, and then how about this? Also, if we're talking about the topsy, you know, sort of upside down Tour de Suisse, maybe that ought to be the, the theme here. Uh, Rohan Dennis doesn't win the time trial. No. But is still almost wins the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, climbed with Bernal on the last day and stayed, actually fin- came, finished ahead of Bernal, finished second on the stage yeah. and, and kept second place overall. Yeah. So so now all these people, you know, so Bernal wins the thing overall by 18 seconds over Dennis. Yeah. Now all these people are jumping on the, the Bernal bandwagon. Now, granted, he's got some GC Palmyris. He's got a win at the Tour of California. He won uh, Paris-Nice this year. Won Paris-Nice. So he's got some some GC Palmaris, and people are, are suddenly tipping him as a favorite for the Tour de France. Does that mean that Rohan Dennis is 18 seconds off being the favorite for the Tour de France? I mean, Who knows over three Because you would certainly never think to say right now at this point that Rohan Dennis is a favorite for the overall in the Tour, would you? But yet I, he almost beats Bernal. I think. I mean, it's just, it really is wide open this year, isn't it? Um, you yeah. Know, we know. We know. Okay. Thomas looked good. He was the top GC guy before he crashed out. Uh, he's, apparently, he's not hurt that bad. Maybe he's going to show up at the tour and, and defend. Well, and, and, and Bernal still is is talking the the Enios team talk that yeah. he's going to be there to support Super G. If you're G, you'd probably rather have Bernal there than Froome. Uh, I, I think so. I, I, and I think, you know, Bernal being young and he seems kind of like a nice guy and we haven't seen him, you know, throw out any, any jabs or sideways comments on Twitter. Yeah, he seems like a good team player and, and he acknowledges how young he is. And he's got plenty to learn. So, yeah, I, I, that's a good point, Matt. I mean, I'm this is it might be a pretty interesting Tour de France. Getting excited about this, actually. Um, I don't know about Dennis, though. I, he, he admitted that Bernal, he said Bernal was stronger than me. Um, and I think he said that he is 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 riding GC, but gonna gonna try to get some stages. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty um he's pretty uh, honest about where he stands. So, is Nibley racing the tour? Yes. I thought he, I thought he wasn't. I'm hearing that he is, mm-hmm. and um, 
You know, yeah. what el- you know what else uh, we're hearing about Nibali is that next year he'll be at Trek. Yes. Interesting. Which yeah. does uh, that mean that Richie Port will not be? Does it matter if he's there or not? <laughs> I mean, doesn't really matter. For feel Port. bad for Richie, but he has just had a terrible few since he left Sky. It's all gone downhill. Yeah, you know, is it, or is that just you know that's just the kind of writer he is. You know, he's got Wolonga. He'll always have Wolonga. He'll always have Wolonga. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other rumor is that Lander will be taking Nibali's place at Barry Merida. I kind of like that. Yeah. I uh, mean, you know, uh, I, 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 and, and presumably would then be their, their, their GC yeah, number one. I guess so. I mean, he has podium potential. He's not won a grand tour yet but uh well he's always been in a supporting role he's always been forced into a super domestic sort of role although i guess you could argue that this year at at the giro he had a chance to establish himself right as the number one and then just the the, the way it shook out um no. you know he ended up having to be there for somebody else which always also, seems to be the way it shakes out for him right also right. he's not much of a time trialist that is his big weak spot yeah so yep and there is a team time trial this year in the tour, mm. which, I mean, I don't know how long it is. I could probably pull it up. But, I mean, that kind of like you got to send a decently strong team yes. so your GC guy doesn't lose a ton of time in the team time trial. It's only 27K, which is six miles? <laughs> um no <laughs> it's a little bit more than that 15 miles uh, a little bit more than that about 20 miles yeah, yeah no it's eight, not 20 miles. it's like 18 miles 18 miles something like that uh, six miles has 10 kilometers it's still so i mean you know it's still it's not a it's not a short effort but it's not it's not it's a medium time trial right but yeah i mean there's there are the teams that are the strong team the strong team time trial teams, Mitchell and Scott are always good. Uh, Ineos are usually pretty good. Um, Movistar are kind of a mixed bag these days. They used to be really strong. Do you know who's strong? EF. EF is strong. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. No, uh, they are. They've, well, they've actually had some really good team time trial results. They, they, had, they won a big one this year, didn't they? Yeah. And? It, I, I, I would say this. that doesn't seem to me... I mean, I'm no tour historian or anything here, but it doesn't seem to me that the, the team time trial ever really has that big of an effect on I think it's outcome. one of those things where you don't win it on the team time trial, but yeah. you can definitely lose yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can lose it. And depending minute. on where it comes in the race, it can also be one of these things that sort of, you know, artificially puts a bunch of people from one team, you know, way up on GC. Uh, is it early in the race this year? Yes, or is it's it, early. It is Second early stage. Yeah, I think so, it's dangerous to have it later on because you could have teams that are down to like four guys and they're going to be screwed in the TTT. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know what I was really looking forward to doing, uh, but what I don't think I can do, uh, since there's probably not going to be a Velo Games, is uh, do the whole trick where you pick one whole team as your squad and just win the stage. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Well, you could pick one whole team as your squad probably under the the uh, the ASO. I was going to pick uh, Yumbo Visma. As oh, my, yeah. Just do the full Yumbo Visma because then you also had Gronenwagen who was going to win some races and you had Wout. Probably a good move. Yeah. Well, that'll be a strong TTT squad. They yeah. always, they're always strong at time trials. Um, All right. Well, enough about team time trials. Um, I also want to note um, McCarthy 
Carthy. No, no, Carthy. Nick. Hugh Carthy. Oh, who put the MC there? That was you. <laughs> Hugh Carthy. MC Carthy. Hugh yeah. McCarthy. <laughs> Hugh. Ma- Wait, is that the actor? I don't no. know who that is. <laughs> there's no Hugh McCarthy out there. Let's look him up in the phone. I'm book. sure there's a Hugh McCarthy out <laughs> yeah, there. I guarantee there is he, one. He might even be listening. Well, Hugh Carthy. He may even have a bike. Hugh McCarthy, <laughs> the giraffe on a bike. Um, riding fairly strong in the Giro, kind of kind of finding the form towards the middle and end of that race. Yeah. Um, heck of a win on Sunday. They went over with three mountain passes, and yeah. he did all three solo. Yeah, he was like 96K or something breakaway. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty, pretty insane. So pretty. does he, is he, he can't be going to the tour. Um, why not? Tour right. de Suisse. Oh, he said he's going on his holidays. Well, he did, he did the Giro. I mean, I, I, I guess know. he did the Giro. I, he did yeah, the tour. It seems. Yeah. But it's like, wow, he's obviously in, in phenomenal form. He's that said, guy from your hometown? Uh, no, he's from, uh, like Preston or something. He's from Lancashire. Speaking yeah. of EF, speaking of England or Great Britain. Yes. United Kingdom. Mm. Uh, Could be all of those. Lachlan, Lachlan Morton is oh, yeah. doing the GB Duro or GB Enduro. Yeah, it's like Land's End to John O'Groats. Yeah, so yeah. part of their uh, Rafa or alternative calendar, he's doing... I can't figure out if it's... Is Lachlan Morton doing any actual <laughs> World Tour races? Does he need to? Maybe not. That's the well, whole we're, point. We're gonna right? segue. We're gonna segue back to this idea when we talk about uh, Hagen's Berm and Superman and okay. the, the yeah. and that and that so, team falling apart and and the idea of what pro racing uh, is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be real road racing or is it supposed to go be... to that? Or are you gonna go dive into no, pieces I'm, right now? Well, I'm, I'm just... Let's just close out the the, the pre tour hype stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's say right now, hot take. Who? Who's going to win the tour? Bernal. It's Matt. <laughs> Townsend just pointed to Matt. Matt has both of his Thomas. hands up. Okay. To- wait, which Thomas? Wow. George Thomas? <laughs> Thomas Gibbons. No. Decker. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Decker. Decker. No. Garen Thomas. Um, well, okay. We both picked an Ineos rider. Yeah. Wow. Hot take. Well, if we're going, Shoot from the hip. If we're going hot <laughs> takes here, hip. I'll go with uh, Fuglesang. Okay. okay. All right. Like I like it. it. All yeah. right. Good stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's really it. I will, you know, that's the tour is coming. Uh, all roads lead to the tour, as they say. Uh, so not this weekend, but next Saturday it starts. Yeah. But you know what's great about the tour is then Cross is coming after that. Oh, soonish after that. Yeah. Any other hot takes before we go to the Tour de France? Before we leave the Tour de France? One thing I wanted to say is, is Sagan? Is somebody going to punch Sagan? At some point soon. I feel like Sagan's losing friends in the Peloton. Oh, that and you bring up the point because the Tour de Suisse, he totally took Daggy's lead wheel. He I mean well he you know, he took his lead out man's wheel. Yeah. He I mean he just smashed him off the wheel. I've uh, yeah, and I've heard a few things before about people like saying Sagan is just like so super aggressive in the bunch and, and kind of doesn't, you know, I mean, everybody kind of, he, they love him or whatever. You know, he's like, he's great for the sport and everything. But I think he kind of is, you know, he tends to like bully his way around the pack a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're a sprinter that doesn't have a lead out train, but for all intents and purposes, he's yeah. freelancing almost every sprint that he's in. Uh, I guess you've got to sort of barge well, okay. your way in. He also so, took out Mount Michael Shaw, 
like um like totally like cut him off like changed his line totally like came across his wheel and and took him down on another stage well so my follow-up question to your question is is cavendish going oh yeah because obviously you know they've had their dust-ups in the past um but probably not he's i i don't know is he going? I don't know. Who I don't knows? know if he's going. We had speculated earlier that he might be only because he's getting so close to, to the Mercs record. Well, guys, if you if you are to believe Steep Hill and their start list, which ha- are provisional on the mm-hmm. website, he's listed. Yeah, I can see that. I mean... Look, guys, the 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 race for the, for the green jersey in the tour this year, I think it's wide open. I mean, there is no... Odds on favorite got to be going into this thing, is there? Well, Sagan. Well, of course. I mean, favorite for sure. Jersey. Um, and so, I think Viviani also has really hit some uh, a good seam of form. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they'll be taking him. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like the green jersey all the times that Sagan has won it has been not just on sprints, flat out sprints, but on the no. other intermediate intermediates getting in the break and in, in, in those like little, those little punchier stages. Um, I also wanted to say, guess who else is on the dimension data, uh, squad who we haven't seen in, in years, like Stephen Cummings. Yeah. What have you done for me lately, sir? Yeah, not much. Had a, he's had a pretty crappy last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think, I think some in, injuries and illness and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's uh let's let's wrap that up. Um and transition to some other news. Towns and I shared an article that you thought uh Yeah, speaking of wrapping up, uh it appears that the Hoggins Berman Superman team is gonna be wrapping up at the end of this season. Hmm. Um Hoggins Berman uh ending their support for the, the women's team. Lindsay Goldman, the founder and director sportif, I guess for all intents and purposes of that team, yep. uh, published just a really moving piece about uh, kind of piggybacking on the the um, the Rafa, um, what is it, the Rafa recipe for... Rafa for, Roadmap. Rafa, Rafa Roadmap. Hmm. Uh, I like that. I like Rafa Recipe, too. It was, I bet it was down to those two in the, in the war room when they were deciding... Uh, the, the Rafa roadmap for, for cycling and, and some of the tips about, about where to go. And, and to harken back to your point, Bodie, about Lachlan Morton doing this endurance ride across Great Britain, you know, this is one of the things that the Rafa roadmap pointed out uh, is a potential area for growth for professional cycling is focusing less on the wins and the podiums in traditional races and doing more things um, leveraging social media, leveraging alternative events, and leveraging you know focus on getting exposure for sponsors and outreach to fans and the community in mm-hmm. different ways. And this is exactly the point um, that that Lindsay Goldman was making in her sort of open letter uh, about women's cycling is that you know sponsors are leaving. And she's been trying really hard with Hoggins Berman Superment Bodie, and I think you've talked about it a lot over the last couple of years, sort of, you know, their ethos and what they do and their engagement and their social media strategy and, and everything is really sort of, you know, kind of on the cutting edge of this new way of looking at professional cycling. Unfortunately, maybe professional cycling hasn't quite caught up to that and they're paying the price because they're they're now losing their their title sponsor for 
mm-hmm. one reason or another. And um, I don't know, do you guys, Bodhi, you obviously shared that with me. I mean, do you have thoughts about that? Or what? Well, I think it's, one, it's, it's sad. Um, I've talked a lot about that team. They've been one of my favorite teams. And, and because of those reasons you outlined, they did a really good job with their social media and just being uh, so like hiring professional photographers from the gun to tell their story, uh, which is super important. Um, you know, so that article like piggybacks, she, it states she's her press conference. She spoke about women's cycling and then there was a podcast she did with Bella news. And then she also did a podcast with bill and she was said some things that a lot of people maybe wouldn't have thought she would say that she looked at everything at a business sense and, and, and if women's cycling doesn't bring in the money, then she understands, she understands, doesn't think it's right, but maybe understands why the, uh, ASO wouldn't uh, televise some right. of the women's races and why they would drop them down. Um, and you, you obviously, she has a lot of knowledge from running the team and understanding the budgets. Um, I think there was, uh, there, there was, and maybe there still is an opportunity with women cycling to do things a bit different. Um, that doesn't have to copy exactly the men's model. Mm-hmm. And I mean, t- you know, I mean, talking about like race styles, you know, and, and I think the hammer series is a good example of something that can be, cause it's all, it's all about the, um, but well, it's all about the television revenue. Yes. It's all about the revenue, uh, broadcast revenue is right. really is the, is the, what the American sports do so well, um, and, uh, and you know, other other like foot, the, the major sports do so well that cycling doesn't. They don't ca- they can't capture any of that revenue. Well, the teams are excluded from it in professional cycling, aren't they? Whereas, yeah. like, it's not like the NFL where there is actually a, you know it's shared among among the teams. Yeah, and in, and in a way, pros or like if you think about UCI level, World Tour level cycling. Um, you have a bunch of the same players year in year out. Some are going to go. Some are more, you know. Some are going to stay. But there's teams like Movistar have been around for the last thirty odd years. You know, in, under various sponsor names. But um, there, so it's it's kind of a semi closed shop in some respects. But it is very fragile, isn't it? Because they rely on the sponsorship and not the and not the pooling of the wealth. Yeah. Well, the you know one of the major points that she makes. I'm going to read a quote in just a second. But but to sort of paraphrase what leads up to this quote you know is the idea that sort of cycling as it exists now is all about sort of making you know making the teams happy uh fulfilling the team's mission to you know have get wins and palmaris and 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 feed this sort of like ongoing cycle of getting sponsors and getting the money and paying the riders and you know but 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 you know what the Rafa roadmap does and what she's really talking about is looking at it not from the perspective that we've always looked at it from as the, the perspective of the sport itself but from the perspective of the of the spectators and what she says is is if you really think about it professional sport doesn't exist to fulfill the hopes and dreams of its participants mm-hmm. it exists to entertain and if we're not entertaining then why are we in the business right yeah no, I, well, I think that's spot on. And, you know, Lachlan Morton riding his bike 2,000 kilometers across Great Britain and putting stuff on social media about it and getting people engaged in that and talking about it on amateur podcasts like ours. Right. You know, that's entertaining. Uh, and that's entertaining in a way that 
watching a four and a half hour Giro stage that's a snooze fest yeah. until a 20 second sprint at the end right. where one guy, one, you know, white male puts his hands in the air at the end of the race and, and, and is congratulated by everybody and then surrounded by a scrum of European speaking, you know, right. uh, uh, reporters uh, and focus on that. Like, okay. That's not really doing it for a whole lot of people. Yeah. Well, to, uh, speaking of to that point, and uh, you mentioned the Hammer Series earlier on. You know, there's going to be another Hammer Series race next year. Yeah, they're 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 adding women. They're adding women, and it's going to be in Colombia. So oh, nice. There's going to be a Hammer Series Colombia next year. Uh, oh, and they know how to they know how to spectate. enjoy a race down they there. Do oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah. A race. yeah <laughs> and that's great. And uh, so so Hammer Series is being one of those things where it's kind of you know changing a bit of the model of pro cycling and i think that's important and, and you know things are evolving and uh, you know out like what what out you know what can we come up with you know to engage our cycling friends in mm. in other activities and i don't know if we get into now i mean we're running a little late but maybe you know i've wanted us to have a little bit of a like a brainstorming session about like instead of doing uh, cross practice and then we just go out and uh, race for 30 minutes in the lap let's do kind of the uh what, what they used to do the uh oh God, i can't even think of the word the the heats competition heats um elimination let's do cyclocross eliminator style mm. let's go out and, and, and run four people last for man lap. standing yeah and then the first two move on set up brackets we'll have seating how fun would that be? Yeah, sounds fun. Like <laughs> si even like just single lap or yeah, two laps yeah. or something each yeah. race. We, you could do you could do a you could do a time trial a point to point cross race to seed you in appropriate categories, and then from there you do races mm. after that. Oh, yeah, qualifying lap. Yeah, you could do a you could you could start the cross you could have a cross race and you start the day with there's no categories. You don't care about your USAC category. You go right. out, and, and then all your your one lap sets you in the race fields. Okay, sure. Could be could be no men, no women, just kind of A, B, C, D. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just shooting from the hip right now. But I'd like to dive deeper into that maybe in a different episode where we try to come up with some fun alternative ways to mix it up. Yeah, and if uh, any listeners out there have any thoughts on that, please let us know. Yeah. I saw a mountain bike alley cat the other day, and that seemed pretty cool. Wow. They actually just had uh, track lacrosse nationals in the Bay Area. Yeah. Well, and you know who else is masters of this? Of course, you know, they're also like, you know, they, they throw a lot of money at all this stuff. But like, if you look at all the different events and everything that are on uh, Red Bull TV, oh, it's yeah. crazy the amount of, you know, and the amount of the diversity just within cycling. Of, of the of the different kinds of events that they do and they don't care about you know that i mean they obviously they do the mountain bike world cups and stuff and the downhill and they cover all that as well but there's a whole bunch of other things that are outside yeah. of those realms they that, did like they the do. the hill climb the like one mile or not even like like half a mile hill climb yeah in san francisco and they sponsored that so yeah. well I mean, guys I, I watched an event this weekend um that really kind of had it all and was a little bit different mm -hmm. and it was some gravel yep some mud yeah some cobbled climbs oh, okay uh some roads 
And um, glad there were roads. Yeah, I mean, it was a regular road race, but it's a relatively new race. This is the Dwarves Door Het Hageland. Yep. So I'm turning everybody here onto this. It's on Flow Bikes. Go check it out. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Well, you mentioned it, and then I went and watched it straight away after. Yeah, that. And, and wasn't it cool? Yeah, it's a great race. Yeah, so I mean, great. like you know, you, you come out of this forested gravel road, and then suddenly you're on this cobbled climb. Yeah, and there are a bunch of cyclocross guys in the race. In fact, I think like uh, four or five of the top fifteen in the race were yeah. Tim Mellier was up there. Quentin and, Herman's Quentin finished Herman's. third. Yep, in the race. Yep. Uh, Matthew Vanderpoel has won this race in the past. Yeah, his brother David was in the race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then also Nikki Terpstra was in the race. Mm-hmm. In Who fact, won the first the first edition of it? Yeah, he's the and he's the it's a it's part of a Belgian Bengal series road series race. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a relatively new series that they've been doing in in Belgium, and um, there's all this other road racing going on, but. You know, well, there's there's cool shit happening. You just got to go out and look yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, I think events like that and Trobro lay on and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I think, makes it just more interesting. Well, uh, yeah, well, speaking of gravel, uh, we also were kind of watching via Instagram another event happening this past week weekend and the Oregon Trail Gravel Grinder, which yeah. looked pretty cool. It was essentially a gravel stage race. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, gravel stage race with I guess basically camping overnight camping. Yeah, I don't know if you got bonus points for like being a really good camper or making the like best uh, s'mores or like who could sing the. Do best. you have to bring all your gear with you? Is it like bikepacking style? Yeah, who could do and, the best supply? And you've got to bring like one of those fire with the acoustic guitar. Yeah, I was gonna say like a little travel guitar. Yeah. No, there's so, a team event where like one guy has the bongos and the other guy plays the guitar, yeah. and there's another guy with a hacky sack. Yeah, and, and then there's the <laughs> fire starter. Yeah. So well, so yeah, this I think there was they had three categories. Uh, there was essentially two normal like one was a harder race or like more miles, more elevation, and then there was this third category which was you were the the packer where you literally had to bring everything. Yeah. yeah on you your entire time so so i think what the setup was is you they you paid so much it was it's kind of expensive it's like nine hundred dollars um so it's it's five days five racing four nights they they provide you with a tent uh and they haul your stuff around i believe you get food yeah and all that stuff yeah, um, and they set up camp for you set and all up that camp stuff. for you yeah you sort of you're racing point to point um yeah in central oregon kind of in the cascades kind of kind of like south west of bend and and it's really interesting because i you see these these uh the videos online i'm like oh yeah i know that dirt like i know that terrain that the gravel it's 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 all cinder cone it's all like lava that's been ground down into a road surface you know a little bit different than uh the limestone that we have here in south louisiana on the levee roads and just i don't know it's just it's kind of interesting to think about the various terra of gravel Mm. um that you can find um yeah well you know it's like the eskimos have 22 words for for snow right so cyclists have like you know well they say in cyclocross you've got you know 15 different ways to to call mud mud right yeah, yeah so yeah. i guess gravel there's Peanut now going to be the most popular <laughs> yeah right now there's going to be uh now there's going to be 20, well, 20 some, different words for the gravel country, the gravel is actually dirt mm-hmm. yeah right yeah yeah so anyway Spe- speaking of which there's also uh jeremy powers just did i guess what's his like his first sort of showcase gcn episode where he takes simon richardson on some like uh 
you know, some of his home uh, gravel roads and stuff, and that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, I thought maybe he was just coming on a GCN as an announcer, like for racing. No, he's coming on as like a full-on like, presenter, yeah, like a, a personality, like an on-camera. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, it's perfect for him. His his personality, as we saw him behind the barriers, is pretty great. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get back to the Oregon Oregon Trail gravel grinder real fast. Yep. Um, I don't know who won the overall. I do know in the women's race that Rebecca Ferringer won that overall. Okay. Uh, she's rides. She seems like in the summer she's with the, doing some like more adventure stuff with Barry Wicks and mm-hmm. the Kona team. Um, she was saying she's on pretty strong form. She actually didn't know where, where the form came from, but she was crushing it. Allison Tetrick was there too as well. So was Colin Strickland. Both of them sort of not really towards the front of the race wondering if they are just kind of taking it easy and just kind of riding for fun. I mean, that is the whole thing about gravel, right? I know Yuri was there as well. But I don't yeah, know. Yuri Hallswell was there. Yeah. Um, didn't see him in any of the Instagram stories. It's kind of weird. But like uh, guys like, uh, I think, Jacob Rath, um, Josh Berry, like uh, Kevin Gherkins were kind of guys who were winning a lot of the races. Uh, I don't know. Seemed, seemed pretty cool first year. Uh, not a ton of people there. I'm I'm feeling... I'm wondering if the promoters brought in some of those big gravel names as sort of a way to mm-hmm. build some buzz for next year. Yeah, and that well, this possibly. race is this race has been going. This is at least the second year. Mm, I think it's the first year. Is it? I think it's been around. I, I I've heard of it before. Maybe I just heard of it. Maybe I heard of it. There have been a few other like bikepacking races in Oregon. Mm. I mean, there's tons of gravel races in oregon okay maybe it's a different one that i've heard of i'm pretty sure this is the first year i i I looked at the website the guy who's like did did it also does the cascade cycling classic i believe um anyway looks cool yeah just i mean like you say it's a bike race they have results they got videos we want to talk about it um townsend we were talking about let's just take the summer off and just go travel and do bike races like is it? T- can I just retire and and just race bikes in the summer? I uh, I I'm not gonna tell you no. <laughs> Do you want to be my road doc, <laughs> dude? I would love it, love it. Well, speaking of gravel, guys, I want to delve into a little bit of tire talk. Oh, come on, let's talk about tires. F M B. Let's talk about all the good things that Gator skin. Tires. I've got my cross bike. I've been using it as my gravel bike. Um, right now, I am in. I'm not training for anything. I'm not racing. I'm not looking at my power meter. This is what I said. I said mm. I'm not going to look at my power meter till August. I've got my computer set up just on time and mileage, and time. What else would you have? Time of day. Just very. Not even worrying about numbers. Don't even care. No speed. Nothing. Oh, speed. Okay, I guess you got speed. Yeah. 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 Hot rate. Yeah, no, 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 heart rate. I don't care about that. Anyway, so uh, thanks to a friend, Kurt, and he kind of pointed out to me a way for to get to the lower St. Bernard Parish uh, with, with avoiding a lot of the highways mm-hmm. to get there. Some, you can access the levee on uh, the gravel levee on the river. Uh, so I'm riding on my Terreno Dries mm. on my cross bike. I mean, yeah. they are clapped out to hell. They These are, are the same ones you've been on same forever. Same ones. These tires. Okay, I, I'm actually I'm at the point now where I 
they're I pretty think, much slicks with a little bit of side knob. Yeah, now. yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, the well, yeah, the back is is a slick. These slick. tires are legendary at this point. <laughs> we have talked a lot about these tires, and you know what? They've stood up to the task. They've they've done well. Anyway, I said uh, last podcast that I kind of liked gravel bikes now. I kind of mm. wanted one. Mm-hmm. I admitted that it really was an aesthetic thing that I really liked the way they look. So, but I don't think I can afford a gravel bike. Right. So instead of just getting a whole new gravel bike, I want to get some new tires. Okay. Hoping some new tires will change it up. And here's the thing: I've been buying, I've been riding cross tires on my cross bike forever. Yeah. And I'd never go bigger than thirty-two. I mean thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. So I'm gonna I want to bump up to thirty-five. Because I don't think I can fit a 38 oh, on my crux. That's a shame. <laughs> so I, but I want to get something that's round and like herringbone tread. I don't want a lot of tread. I want mostly a big fat road tire. Oh, dude, we, you're, ta- you're, you're talking Matts. You're talking. You're talking John Bon Jovi's. That's what you're talking. That's exactly think, what you want. I think that's what I want. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think that's gonna make me happy. And yeah. I think that. That new tires is a lot cheaper than a new bike. It is, um, although those ones aren't cheap. But you probably don't <laughs> want to get the lightweight uh, no, sidewalls. You want to get the tougher ones. Yeah, I yeah. probably should get. I mean, our some of our gravel roads are full of trash, so there's all kinds of crazy debris. Yeah, and I mean that's perfect tire for flat gravel. Uh, yeah, it's it's just pretty awesome for just riding around to the gravel, from the gravel, on well, the gravel. That's the thing. That's why I want some without tread because you you do have to do a lot of uh, to the gravel riding yeah. here. Um, yep. There's some road riding involved, and that's why it's like, oh man, I kind of almost want an all road bike now. But that that <laughs> seems that seems crazy. I think a cross bike is all you need. I know, right? I know. You know. I, but I'm you're just, right. I'm I think buying, you're doing it the right way. You just need new tires. I'm buying into the capitalist scheme um yeah so I'm, I'm thinking about getting something like that so I'm, i might look into the john bond pass john bon jovi yeah the the, the you know they're the, I, so i they're not actually called the john bon jovi's bon bon john pass yeah is the name of the yeah. tire i f- forever thought they were the actual and then the john. other ones i guess to look at would probably be something like the uh i think the wtb exposure is another one possibility that's a 37 i think they do it in a few sizes do they yeah but maybe they don't do a 35 36 or what about the of course you know the john bond pass bond john pass is made by they're actually made by panaracer the all the compass or rene hearst tires as they call now and then panaracer has all the um gravel kings and which come in various different treads and they have like a pretty low tread on those which is sorry the exposures at 34 34 for the exposure okay but uh yeah i would say yeah there's uh there's a few different options out there but uh yeah the bon john pass uh ted king seems to like it although he's paid to so uh <laughs> <laughs> so i was actually i was actually on that website checking those tires and mm. uh there was a great uh little page about how to measure to see like what actually size you can fit without just sort of like guessing it or yeah you know you can't really like you can measure the 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 you get a pair of calipers and and now i want some some calipers mm-hmm. with like a pair of digital calipers now um but the way you can just sort of measure the spacing between the tire at various points and then do a little math and you can figure out what size tire you can get so yeah. i should maybe do that maybe i can go bigger than 35 on a crux who knows? 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. You can also probably find out, like, look up your year of crux. They'll be on the forums and stuff. Somebody will have said, what's the biggest tire I can put in this crux? Yeah. You know, so, so. there's also that argument too. But, uh, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely go for something like that. I think there's a lot of gravel here that is pretty damn rideable on a fairly, on something like a herringbone. Yeah. So speaking of cross bikes, uh, this last week, Townsend and I, we put on the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series, and there was a gentleman out there racing crits mm. on a one-by Sonelli Zydeco. Yeah. With uh, candy brakes. With candy brakes. Yeah, that wasn't his. No. That he borrowed uh, off Taylor. Yeah, he actually sent us a nice message, or sent uh, uh, sent me a nice message thanking us, Bodie, for the race. Um, just And he was just asking about results. For some reason, he couldn't find the results, um, which I which I pointed him to. By the way, we got the results up the night of the race. Uh, he, uh, he said he had a great time. He is not from around here and probably not going to be back. But uh, Boston, was he from? I don't know. He was I like, so. I think I saw his club team said Boston something. So. Yeah. Anyway, came down, borrowed a bike, did the race. That's the way you ought to do it. Yeah. No, we love it. We love that kind of spirit. You just kind of show up and uh, strong guy and just, yeah, like I said, did it on a one bike, cross bike. Who cares? Have fun. Go race your bike. Yeah. So week one is in the books. Townsend, I think, uh, relative success. Um, I think so. We had good turnout. We yes. Had, we had great weather. We had we had one incident. Uh, Pete's daughter crashed before the race started, and the the sort of the telephone call went down that that an ambulance was needed. And I, that that was not the case, though. Turned out it was not, not the case. Turned yes, out not I was to be the case. Freaked out, and yes. I was like, "Holy crap!" But yep. I hopped in my car and drove down, and and Pete and his daughter they were sitting on the curb, and she was she was a little bloody, but she was fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, things things went well, and uh, I think it was a good start to the series. I got some news that our defending champ Sam LeBlanc is not even going to be back this week. Uh, right now, uh, Dustin Drews is is wearing the leaders jersey in the one two three four race, and Taylor Gorman in the women's women's uh, open race, race. Women's open race. Mm-hmm. So our both of our returning champs did not show up to week one. So that kind of op- that opens it up. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Last year we had. Both of our leaders, our champions, win every single race. Yeah, uh, it can still work out this way this year, but I'm hoping that we get a couple back and forth. We get some really good battles. Uh, I know that in the women's race, it is thrown in with the three, four, five race, so it's a little bit almost like you kind of it's a race within a race. So you're also, you know, how long can you stay with that lead group if you're the woman, right? Um, and that's going to give you an advantage over the other women in your field. So. We're, we're lining up, same time, same bat channel, uh, this Wednesday. Um, Urban South Beer is supporting us. We've got uh, we got Bike Law, Louisiana, supporting the uh, women's 4.5s, men 5s, and juniors race. Massey's Outfitters uh, supporting the uh, B race, the men's 3.4.5, and the women's open race. And then Porsche of New Orleans uh, supporting the uh, elite open race, the A race. Yeah, so, I mean, one, two, three, four race. if you're all looking for a new car, I mean, I feel like maybe one of you guys is probably looking for a new car, right? I'm not, no. Do you guys thinking about getting a Porsche? I heard they make an SUV. Uh, you can put a bike rack on it. That's true. What do you all think? Do they make a minivan? Porsche? They don't make a minivan. They don't make a minivan, no. They don't make a, they don't make a bus. They don't make a Sprinter. No. Sports cars. Yeah. They make yeah. a Cayman, though, right? That's a... 
the Cayman's a sports car. The Cayenne is the uh, ah, SUV. The, the Cayenne is the sub. Yeah, the, the sport, okay. the sport SUV. Yeah, and they yeah. do a smaller one as well. Hopefully, they're going to have some vehicles out at the race this week. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. waiting to hear back from them about uh, whether they can get out there to, to I think do that a little pace lap. Yeah. If not, if Bjorn is back from vacation, maybe he can bring his. Out. He he actually said that he would do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll we'll get we'll get a Porsche New Orleans uh, magnet and throw it on his car. Yeah, it's good. But yeah. Uh, pre-register if you will save your numbers from last week that's right and we'll see you guys Wednesday uh, a little before 6 o'clock yeah uh, I'm looking forward to it anything else guys gentlemen I think that's it <sighs> yeah we have we have talked it all up we have we have shared an incredible amount of knowledge with our listeners uh, so thank you listeners for taking all that in uh, Townsend why don't you sign us off well, this is the T-Bone, and guys, uh, I'm just going to say I'll see you Wednesday at the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series. Good night. And this is uh, DJ MC Cherio. I'll be back on the back on the mic on Wednesday night, hoping I'll have another mix uh, ready for that that will be approved by our friend Sparky. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You can you can find out for yourself if it was uh, if it was too slow and uh, go onto SoundCloud, check out Sir Cheerio and listen to it there. And this is the buddy buddy saying once again, any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email at yayuride at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at yayuride on Instagram. Thanks to VicNet for our intro outro music. Um, leave us a rating or review on iTunes, and I will see you Wednesday night. Good night. just like get a stick and knock that thing off of there.